1: good how are you (laughs) okay Uh, welcome to another episode of screen heroes everybody Uh, i'm derek and this is ryan yes it is and uh it's just the two of us tonight it's just uh just us dudes hanging out dude
2: party sausage fest that's right
1: yeah uh ray's got some other stuff going on so it's just gonna be the two of us and uh we're sorry in advance we're terribly sorry Hmm. terribly sorry uh, but we're going to talk about a bunch of different stuff, we're going to talk uh, some news, we're going to talk about our comic book movie matchups and how those are going, because they're almost done, um, and uh, there's something else we we're going to talk about, um, and then, Com-con. well that's the main topic, oh, okay. yeah, the main topic is Planet Comic Con, we're going to be doing a Planet Comic Con recap, um, that was this past weekend, and so we'll be talking all about that and how it went. So um, I guess we can we can kick things off. Um, just like diving straight in, one thing that I kind of wanted to talk about was Logan is getting a one night only theater release in black and white called Logan Noir. I think Mad Max got the same thing. So did it actually cool. get the release? Because I, I, I know
2: it. I thought it, it might have been on the Blu Ray or something. I'm not really sure, but I, I know I remember hearing something about it. Um. I mean, it seemed like really interesting, although I feel like that movie, a lot of the pleasure for the, for it was in the visuals. And so when you right. kind of turn that black and white, I I wouldn't think it would be that good, but uh, apparently it was pretty cool.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I, I heard it's like, that's the way it was Mad Max was meant to be seen. So I always intended to pick up the Blu-ray and like do it myself, you know, um, but I haven't had a chance to do that. So. You know, I guess, I guess we'll see. But this one is May sixteenth. It's a Tuesday, and I know the Alamo Draft House, at a minimum, is showing it. Um, we can't. I mean, I'm not going to be able to make it. Um, normally, of course, Tuesday nights are are the podcast. But actually, that Tuesday night, um, Ray and I have some other things going on, so we'll have to skip that.
2: No. Yeah, I'm not going to be going to it. Like no. Logan is one of those movies that I <laughs> feel like what, it was. Phenomenal and I loved it, but it's not a movie I really want to watch again, at least not for a little while. Oh, okay. I mean, it was very depressing and, that's, yeah, that's you true. know, it was emotion- <laughs> emotionally draining and I usually don't want to go to a movie that's that, that's that way. I, yeah. I look for that in movies. So
1: I can understand that there's been some really great films that were just, you know, really, really amazingly well done, but so intense and emotional that I'm not sure if I'm ever going to watch them again. Yeah. And that's the way this movie was for me. So. I think that's fair. Um, I will probably check it out in black and white on Blu-ray. So at least some of the physical releases will come with the black and white cut. I know that the uh, the 4K Blu-ray combo comes with a third disc. That's the the Noir edition. Um, I don't know if there's any more to it than it just being in black and white because they're calling it Noir, which leads me to believe that there's more to it than just changing the color scheme. But I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you would
2: think, but... I mean, I can't. I imagine it's just a black and
1: white version. It's yeah. you know just a fancy name. Uh, you're probably right, um, <clears throat> but I will be checking. Out. I, I got the Steelbook pre ordered, so I'll watch that at some point. I'm sure. Um, I, w- I, I would go see it in theaters if it was for more than one night, and it wasn't like a Tuesday. You know, it's kind of a weird time to do it. I would imagine a lot of people can't, you know, do a Tuesday night movie. So, especially yeah. when you can't take kids to I mean, it. they
2: do, when you go to those pre-screening things, usually it's on Tuesday nights, right. and that's probably because that's when the theaters most empty.
1: So maybe that's why they're they're doing it? Probably, yeah. It's yeah. a fair point, you know, but at least if it was like a more kid-friendly movie, families could go. But the, I would imagine most families won't be taking their kids to a black and white version of Logan. Uh, you're probably, you're probably <laughs> you know? right. I mean, I don't think
2: they'd take them to a color version of uh, Logan, you know, or a normal version, whatever you want to call
1: it, but. But even fewer, I would think, would go to the black Probably, white yeah. one. You yeah. know, I, mean, I uh, would think they wouldn't go to either. <laughs> right, though, right. But yeah. um, so I don't know. I thought that was a little weird. But yeah, I agree. Okay, um, let's see. Well, what else do we have going on? Uh, There's a big stink
2: uh, this week about uh, supposedly Wonder Woman doesn't have the adverti- same amount of advertising as the other DC films do. Really? Mm, there was an art- There's two articles that came out. Can't I remember was not by aware who, of that. but one of them. Compared like the YouTube uh, logistic or YouTube, uh, whatever it's called, metrics metrics, um, for uh, Wonder Woman's trailers and things like that, and Suicide Squad's trailers up up into the movie release. And uh, Wonder Woman had significantly less um, in terms of, I guess, the quantity of uh, trailers and TV spots um, and views overall. Hmm. Um, And then I think some big, bigger news uh, source. Um, went and looked at it and they said that Wonder Woman actually has uh, like a million dollars more for the TV budget than what
1: Suicide Squad has. And since they were just comparing YouTube metrics that it was Uh, different. Well, I think like the marketing strategy is very different. You know, Suicide Squad had so many characters. So there were so many different versions of trailers to kind of showcase the different characters that, you know, Wonder Woman doesn't have that because, she's the main character like that's and why pretty much
2: everybody at least has some idea of who wonder woman is it's like yeah. you don't know who deadshot is unless you're a fan of comic or books captain or, Arrow, or captain boomerang or captain boomerang you might know who harley is because you're a casual dc fan or whatever
1: right yeah um, that's very likely yeah oh wait what's happening something's happening what's up guys it's ray hi ray hi how are you i'm good Thanks for joining us.
3: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just screwed up our whole thing. But now that's cool. I mean, we were like, you know, in rhythm. Like this, we, was yeah, like, we had a good thing, thing. going. Now no, it's all no. now it's all thrown out the window. We were. Talk-
4: may stop you. Continue. Well,
1: so we were talking about um, Wonder
4: Woman, right? Yeah, like
1: marketing budgets, and I just I think the strategy for Suicide Squad was they were trying to do something similar, not obviously the same, but similar to what they were doing for Guardians on the Marvel side, was Absolutely. making it a little more hip. Making it a little more outrageous and that's not what Wonder Woman's tone is supposed to be.
4: Absolutely not. I do think they've dropped the ball a little bit on marketing, but I honestly think DC is still trying to find their footing. With B V S it was over the top. They tried to mimic what Star Wars did. And I mean there were B V S toys, of course, and B V S um, you know, promotions, but there there was also like BVF tie-ins with milk and a little too far. So Yeah, I don't I like that kind of stuff. They've tried to scale it back to just internet marketing and occasional TV spots. So I think they're kind of like dropping the ball a little bit there. They well,
1: did
2: think. release two new TV spots this week. They did. One of which prefer, premiered in uh, Gotham this week. Oh, um,
1: that's a good spot for one. It was. And, and because that,
2: that show, I know neither of you really like that show, but it does have a pretty decent viewership right now. Yeah. Um, and they're obviously somewhat... DC fans because they're watching that show, but the, thing. <laughs> it was full of new footage, um, oh, right. lots of new footage, lots of new dialogue. Um, I mean, as much as you can get in a minute, it was mostly expanded versions of scenes we've already seen. Um, and in the, in the recent week, I mean, at this point in BBS is marketing. We had already knew who the third act bad guy was, We knew a lot of the things about the movie that was going to happen. We knew Wonder Woman was going to be it. There was a lot of things that were already out there. At this point, we just got our first look at, um, at the villain in Wonder Woman and it's like a single shot of like his arm and like the corner of his head and that's from behind and that's all you see. Um, so I definitely think they're trying to play this one a little closer to the vest and they're trying to learn from the mistakes that they made with the previous movies, which. I hope.
3: A
4: huge complaint of BVS is you already <clears throat> knew what was going to happen just by watching the I two was to three trailers. I was a big proponent
2: of that theory. Derek didn't agree. I, but... I mean,
4: once I saw the movie, there was a lot that had been expanded on. A lot of story that had been added in. But, yeah, the highlights were in the trailer. And maybe that's they wanted people to go see the movie that way. But this time... You know, aside from an IMDb credit of David Thewlis as Ares, that's really all we have besides this. So, I actually like And even that. that
2: may not be accurate. A lot You're of people totally think that's a red right. herring.
1: IMDb do- is is rarely 100%. It's user-editable. Comes so, out. Yeah.
4: Notorious for that. The very first Captain America movie uh had The Punisher as a credited cast
3: Really? Are you
4: sure that wasn't it. Winter Soldier? No, I am 100% positive because I was working for uh, comicbookmovies.com at the time writing articles for them and you know, IMDb was really the only site we had to go on at that point. It was super new and uh, yeah, yeah, it was on there for weird. a good six months until they... There was
2: some truck
1: driver in Winter Soldier that are always like, that's the Punisher. Uh, yeah. So well, so going, going so back to yeah. a minute though, kind of talking like, I think though... DC kind of falls into a trap either way because one of the main reasons I said that I was fine with the BBS trailer was that I was concerned if they didn't show that much that people would be upset, that they didn't know what was going on. And now that the Justice League stuff is coming out, people are walking around complaining that, where's Superman? How come we don't see Superman? Where's Superman? And it's like, just... Do you want to know well, what's the, happening in the movie The general movie public
2: not? is always going to have, you know, you know there's going to be the people that want to see it and the right. people that don't want to see it, so you're never going to please both of those camps. Right,
1: right. So I do think that they're trying a different strategy, and I think with Wonder Woman it's a little bit easier because the, the main market doesn't know her villains as well, And I'm right?
4: completely okay with that, because besides of Ares, Hades, and... Uh, Cheetah, she doesn't really have a lot of villains Not that are recurring. Villains. You know, she. Usually, well, there's that
1: one comic book frame, you know, where she—I'm paraphrasing—but she basically kills all of her enemies. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas she every... takes them down permanently,
4: <laughs> gets rid of them.
1: None of none of the other JL guys really do that. The truth they is,
4: they have done their best to make sure that Wonder Woman is the focus. That the villain doesn't take credit. Yeah. uh, That Steve Trevor doesn't take eyes off of her. They want this movie dedicated to her. And I'm okay with that. As far as Henry Cavill goes in Justice League, you know, he may not be in the trailers right now, but he has been in quite a few behind-the-scenes little snippets. Oh, yeah. He'll, so, I'm sure he'll show up. I, what are you doing? I wouldn't doing? be People surprised just, if it was the third know, act
1: that he showed up well, in. But, just
4: calm your tits you know, and wait for yeah, the movie. Enjoy it. Exactly.
1: Now, okay, so since Ray is here, I think the three of us will have fun talking about the announcements that were made about the, the WB streaming service to launch next year with... A Titans TV show and The Return of Young Justice.
4: Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love the idea of both of these TV shows. I enjoy more adult characters than I ever have. Children's characters. So I love that we're showing Titans and not Teen Titans. But I do appreciate that Teen Titans... It's a
2: live action Titans yes. too. Yes. Yes. That? Okay. yes. yes. Thank you. Yeah. But
4: Teen Titans Go is still continuing so at least there's we see the kid version and the adult version. So I, I like that.
1: But it does mimic what they're doing in the comic books, too, where there's a Teen Titans comic series and a Titans
4: absolutely. comic series
1: of two different rosters, which is exciting to kind of see both.
4: And, I mean, the JLA never ages. They stay the exact same age. But these guys <laughs> get to grow up and graduate and join different teams. That so is a little weird. I appreciate but, that. Yeah, but what can do? I,
1: Teen Titans all growed up.
4: I am super annoyed <laughs> that there's yet another streaming service I have to pay. Can't we just compound, like I get that we don't want Netflix and Hulu to have a monopoly on the internet. That I mean, I'm sucks. actually
2: okay with that because I, would, I can just subscribe to two services then and I'm okay. Like what they're, what they're trying to do now is what people have wanted for a long time where you get uh, to pick and choose your cable channel. Like, basically, absolutely. when you get cable, you had, su- like, six packages you could get, and right. you could add to them.
1: And everyone's like, of- why can't we just pay for our channels?
4: Yeah, a ton of people have wanted to do channels a la carte. Like, well, you Absolutely, $2 I've $2 never for watched TVS a month or something like that.
1: I've never watched more than 20 channels in Yeah, my usually
2: life. I live with, you know, yeah. somewhere between 20 and 30 channels, and even that's,
1: like, more than I need Right. But, you know, I do like this surfing, too. I, I was yeah, I mean, my, my account includes, you know, a couple ESPNs and, you yeah. know, things like, the, you know, the, na- uh, not the o- National show? Geographic. You don't have ESPN channel. ADO show on there? <laughs> you know, uh that one's not, I don't think it's, it's available out here. <laughs> Dodgeball. Dodgeball. <laughs> I mean, Dodgeball. I was really sad when they dropped the 3D channel. Okay.
2: Uh, anyway, was yeah, so, That was a weird channel.
4: Well, that's because they put the cheerleading competitions on there and it gave all these little boys wrong ideas. <laughs>
1: Is that what happened? No, I, haven't. <laughs> I know that
4: one of the ESPNs like almost exclusively shows cheerleading competition.
2: That's the third ESPN. I don't know.
4: Whatever.
2: Whatever. Well, it's somewhere between three and seven. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's I, I love Young Justice.
4: I do too. I I'm love really Titans. Excited
2: for it. Uh, I love Teen Titans Go.
1: I'm the only one at the table, probably. I've never watched the Teen Titans Go. I love the Teen Titans cartoon. It's not before. like that at all.
2: I know. Um, but I, I i don't i can't see myself paying well, what's the cbs one it's like 12 dollars or no, something no 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 it's
1: 599 Okay, that's not so bad. So it's 5 dollars
2: five nine nine. I would consider it, but then like what I would realistically probably do is just wait until the entire season's premiered on there, and then just buy it for one month, watch the season, and then drop it. Because really,
4: incredibly smart. I can't think
1: (laughs) of any reason. It comes down to spoilers. Like that's what we do with stars. Is like we only have stars when Ash is on. Yeah, exactly. um, Or now when American Gods is on. Right, HBO is Veep and Game of Thrones. other than that, like I'm not paying the fifteen dollars a month for HBO right. or the twelve but or what Game ten of, it is for a star. Game of
4: Thrones is very prone to spoilers, it's just like Walking Dead is just like yeah. some of the C W shows. For some reason, not all of them, but some and I would be concerned that Young Justice and Titans would be subject to spoilers and, you know, it would kind of ruin the fun. So far, American Gods and Ash vs. Evil Dead hasn't really been like that, so I don't really have to worry about it. I've managed um, to miss the entire last half of Emerald City and it has not been ruined for me, thankfully. That's not really a very so, big show.
2: I would think Young Justice would and, and Titans would be much larger
1: shows. I think so, too. Than... I think my main concern is I thought maybe... Warner Brothers had learned from Supergirl that throwing Supergirl on on CBS while you had the CW was maybe not the best decision. Gotham is very different than those shows, and so it living on Fox makes more sense. But Titans and Young Justice being segregated from the rest of the CW shows seems like a mistake. When you have that rich universe that already exists and you could have flash, if you want it on a different earth, you could still have crossovers like they've done with Supergirl, like right. like they've done with John See, Leslie thought, Ship's character. I think that would
2: start making it more convoluted. Like, you know, I'm all about the crossovers and stuff, but even with what we have, it's become a little congested, in my opinion. And and I think that if you add a whole, two whole more teams of, uh, of heroes, that's going to be.
1: Well, but they're a getting lot. they're getting um uh Black, uh, Black Lightning. Lightning Black Lightning It's
2: not a team of heroes. Black No, Lightning no, no. Is no. One but hero.
1: my point is, that they're still adding another show, and, and he's supposedly not connected. But you're talking about, about the adding same ten universe. characters at this
4: time. I mean, Supergirl wasn't, and they realized how big of a mistake that yeah. is. They're still their stories are still suffering because they're not connected. So. Young
1: Justice is an exception because it's part of the DCAU, not the DCEU. But also, so, our
2: DCEU, if you're talking about Flash and, and Arrow, yeah. have Animated counterparts but that you could CWC, argue that's a that you point. could argue are in the animated universe. So it's very it's that's a, a very point. odd situation and not one that I would care to see crossover. Titans, maybe I would I would consider Titans definitely not Young Justice. Like I love Young Justice for the universe that it's in. I love the yeah. Batman in that universe. I love the Green Arrow in that universe. I don't think we need to see Stephen Amell's Arrow come over and be like,
1: "Hey guys, no, let I- me bring Felicity <laughs> to solve all our problems." I, I actually I completely agree with you. I think that. I just think that having them on different services is, is stretching people really thin because they're, a la carte is a good idea when channels are two bucks a piece or three bucks a piece. But when you've got CBS All Access at six, Netflix at 10, Hulu at eight or nine, stars is 10, HBO is between 12 and 15, depending on how you have. You might as well just buy a cable service. You know, like it just starts to add up and add up. And then it's, you know, why don't you have cable at that point? Yeah right um and the only exceptions of course being what's exclusive to Netflix and Hulu but now like Star Trek Discovery is exclusive to CBS all access in North America in the United States anyway well, they say exclusive but really if you want to watch it there's going to be other ways to watch it I mean it's
3: absolutely
2: not it, legitimately. It to, uh, I mean it's a legitimate way not like not one that's you know, probably encouraged by the studios or by us necessarily, but uh I, I mean, the, the people...
4: We don't condone piracy, <laughs> but if no, that's what you do... I don't
1: think you're talking piracy. Well, I, I was talking about torrenting or, no, or something like that. Yeah, I thought I was, you were... Okay, I thought you were going to talk about VPN. I wasn't talking about, I mean, about, we could, like, yeah, we could, but either either way...
4: Stealing it's... on the high fees or anything.
1: <laughs> right, yeah, we are going to steal a ship
3: who had <laughs> CBS All Access. No, I mean, I, I'm just saying that, like,
2: the kind of people that uh, are probably going to be antsy six bucks a month for CBS All Access, probably are going to be more prone to just pirate it. And, I mean, no, there's I mean, a lot less people out there that are so uh, morally good, I guess, that they yeah. will have a problem with pirating a show. I understand
1: what you're saying. I think for me it's just, it just adds up. You know, like, I can only watch Game of Thrones on HBO. I can only watch American Gods on Stars. You, you can know. only watch the Marvel shows on on Netflix. And, right, You, know, yeah. you yeah. can only watch certain things on Well, Hulu, Mar- yeah. Marvel gets Marvel and DC get more complicated because if you want to watch all the Marvel shows, you can, you also need ABC. That's true. Right? And if you want to watch all the DC shows, you need CW, Fox, well, and Which Nels shows soon. do you
2: need ABC for? Shield. No, Shield is on Hulu. Oh, really? Uh, at least all the newest episodes are. Oh, I don't know okay. if necessarily the whole series is on
1: Hulu. But... Well, that's cool. I didn't realize.
2: Yeah, I, that's how I watch the new, the new episodes because <laughs> no, I don't have cool. cable anymore. Yeah, so. no,
1: that's totally cool. I didn't realize. But, um, yeah. but still, you would need... You need Netflix and Hulu. That's true, right? That's so true. Um, versus, you know,
4: I mean, CW removed all of their shows from Hulu and put them only on their, uh, on their streaming until uh,
1: the season is over. And then season's it's on over, and then
4: it's immediately on Netflix. Yeah,
1: but then you kind of need cable to get access to everything on the CW apps. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. You know? All right. Well, anyway, I guess that's probably enough.
4: It's so confusing. There is
1: there but... were a bunch of reveals about the Justice League uh, movie through toys
2: this week too. I
1: purposefully haven't looked.
2: Okay. Go for it. Okay, well, uh, I mean, <laughs> it was Lego. Was it's always, la, 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 it's la, 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 la. always Lego that does this, right? Yes. Um I mean, it wasn't any huge spoilers, really. I mean, you find out, you can find out through the Legos that there's going to be a fight in uh, Atlantis, which we kind of already knew.
1: Yeah. There's going to be sh- fighting in the movie. Yeah. Otherwise, why the parademons they, go to Atlantis. Why
4: is Mira even in there?
1: Right yeah, there? exactly. I mean, it's, now I wonder, are they going to open a boom tube in Atlantis, or will the, will the parademons swim? Probably they'll swim, I would They're assume. They're actually Ooh.
4: going to open it in They're a pair
1: of fish, yeah. actually. Pair of fish, yeah. Fish demons, yeah, something like that. Aqua demons, <laughs> Aqua demons. Uh, so yeah, that was
2: spoiled, so to speak. Um, there was a uh the flying fox can carry the Batmobile. That's that's apparently been spoiled. Um and then... Uh, that's fine. Superman is gonna be in the movie. I don't know whoa, if you guys knew that. Well, that was a pretty big spoiler. This is actually the first confirmation that he's gonna be in the movie, other than if you're
1: not looking at like behind the scenes pictures. Well, no, cause, like uh, their official new poster has him on it. No, it doesn't. They released new artwork last week. Of the they might have released like concept
2: art, but there's not a poster it's, with it's him on it. It's all six yet. of them. That's not official.
1: Together. Why is it not? I mean, Warner Brothers
2: released it. I mean, the one <laughs> I saw was fan art. That, okay. that had them all six lined up like that. Maybe they shared it because they thought it was cool or something, but... I'll have to double check then. But, um, as far as I know, that's the first official confirmation that Superman is actually in the movie. Um, Then, one other huge spoiler is that all the characters are smiling... So that's, that's so either Legos is gonna fire somebody, or, <laughs> or WB listen to uh, fans going, ah, there's Brownie too much, and too much, too much sadness and grit.
1: Batman doesn't smile, he smirks. Yeah, there's like a slight smirk, <laughs> everybody else is like
2: super happy, Wonder Woman has a big old smile on her face, like when she was fighting Doomsday, and
1: uh.
4: Well, because she actually enjoys it, yeah, she's she excited it. to true. kill things. She so... loves
1: it, yeah. And I, I think that Flash will have fun too. Cyborg, I'm curious to see, cause, you know he's emotionally going to be going through a lot at that time, so I'll be curious. That was another
2: see. thing. that Was in the Lego sets was, was Batman is not by himself when he goes into the sewers that were in the trailer. Or whatever flashes with him, but I mean, yeah. it's, there's not any big spoilers. Yeah. It was, it was just. Wasn't
1: Steppenwolf in it? There something?
2: was, a, there was one that had Steppenwolf, and it had he looked different. Also, on one of the box arts during like the big the big climactic battle that they have the Lego set for, it shows a backdrop that doesn't look like Metropolis or Gotham. So people think that maybe the Justice League go to Steppenwolf on what on whatever his planet's called. I forget the name of it, but um, Apocalypse, Apocalypse, right. um, to fight. And that would be interesting
1: because yeah, that would because then a Green Lantern could show up and win the whole fight for everybody. No, no, that helps my Ab and Sir thing, right? Because he'd be out in space. I don't know what- Well you know Earth is in space too, right? My point. I'm though, just saying that there's just as much I, chance of him being in Earth as it is on. I know, but apocalypse. The, you know, the odds are better that there's lots of you know there's lots of other planets, right? Is my point. And so, like the odds yeah, are, but the, why is he, why is the odds that he's on Apocalypse versus Earth? Because like, Apocalypse is like a bad place that the Green Lanterns have to patrol. Earth Quite is not. a bad place too. There's a lot. Yeah, of but there's all these people. heroes beating each other up. So there's don't... not until recently. Right, but this is after that. Okay, very recently after that. I don't know. Is, is Apocalypse in the same sector?
4: I don't know. What? Like Rachel has a
1: star map of the DC. She
2: universe might. I don't brain. know. If it's new 52, we could ask Derek, cuz that's all he reads. Anyway, what else were I we? I never saw s- a
1: map though. Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> you ignored that cover.
1: Um, anyway, yes. Yeah, so. That's all the
2: news that I've seen. Oh, they Marvel and Humans did release an official like teaser poster, poster today, yeah. which was pretty Boring. That's
1: yeah, it's fine. It's a it's a teaser poster. It's yeah. like it's just as exciting as the Incredibles 2 teaser poster that picks our foot out a couple like, of couple It's ago. like we just draw some symbols. <laughs>
2: Here you go, guys. The inhuman symbol on a piece of blue paper. We got it for you, teaser. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, I want right. to see the dog. That's all I care about. That's the only reason why I'm watching it.
1: Lockjaw. I want to see Lockjaw. That's the only
2: thing I want to see. Okay. Not really. But I mean that's ninety percent of it, probably.
1: Sure, sure, sure.
4: How sad are you going to be if the CGI is just rotten?
2: It, I, will, I will cry
1: myself <laughs> to sleep every night as I'm watching it, because I'll still watch it hoping the CGI gets better. Now I did read that Ghost Rider is supposed to be back for the season, season finale. finale. So. Which... Th-
2: Aegis the Shield has been exceptional this season. I know you guys have, you guys have your problems with it, but
1: it's, no,
4: no, I don't. I, I have, you have problems
1: with one of the characters. Or I had problems with one of the characters in the first. Season. I didn't care for the first half of the first season. So it's gotten very, I very yeah, good. I, so I, I'm not drawing any judgment on later episodes. So. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, you
2: I could probably tell you, you could just skip season one at this point, go straight to season two, and yeah. probably be happy. But like, they are doing a flashpoint like. Uh, story arc this has had th- they've had i think three big story arcs this season
4: which is nice i like that they don't drag something out over 22 episodes like flash and arrow yeah, i'm
1: getting tired never they they that. That. i'm
4: getting tired of savitar and prometheus
1: me too <sighs> to be fair arrow also drags something out over five years yeah that's true but we did that going into it. But the great thing about Agents
2: of Shield versus those shows is that all three of those arcs are going to tie in at the very end. I Ghost like Rider that. was the very first arc. Right. LMDs are the second arc, and that has kind of bled into the third arc, and then the fourth, whatever the final stuff it's is. Ghost everything. Rider's coming back. Yeah. So I mean, they do a, a really, really great job at tying everything together, and the, the between the story arcs has been very flawless. It's the best superhero show on TV right now.
4: I liked Agents of Shield a lot. It was something that I got behind on, and then I got even more behind on, and then now I'm like two and a half seasons behind on, and it's just very daunting to catch up. It's on my list to do, cause I want to. I think but... you may
2: even like Quake at this point. I know you didn't like her, but. I
4: hated, uh, Sky at the beginning, and I hated Grant. She got a lot so better. I... If
2: you, <laughs> did you hate Grant because of the actor, or did you hate Grant because of the character? Because. The character. You're, yes, you will love the show. Because <laughs> 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 that, that is a very large plot. No, I thought that, so.
4: um, the character is actually, like, really attractive, or the, the actor. actor, and the, uh, he has... He's very
2: charismatic.
4: He's very talented, so I...
2: All I'm gonna say is it's a Whedon show, so you yeah, know there's gonna be a lot of, there's like... There's
4: Whedons involved.
2: Yes, so. so, it's yeah, definitely, if you have a chance to watch it, I know I'm proponent for that all the it's, time, but yes, it's, it's good. It's the
4: lesser Whedon, but Whedon nonetheless.
2: But, I mean, Joss, wow. I'm sure, ha- like, talks to his bro sometimes. He's like, hey, bro, what you got Probably. going on, bro?
1: I don't know. Sure, maybe, maybe. I don't know um well before we move on to our main topic i wanted to talk a little bit about our comic book movie matchup yeah uh that ray's really been spearheading we are down to our final day for anybody who's not watching this live
4: tomorrow is our final day um as of now
1: so that's that's wednesday may 3rd yes. is the final day
4: as of now um it looks like the fight is going to be logan versus Guardians.
1: It's, uh, Guardians but, of
4: the Galaxy, I should say. But it's
1: possible that Captain America winter soldier could pull ahead before it is. the end There's, of the
4: I cut it off by the time um by midnight, so there could be like a rush of votes. So
1: Okay.
2: Seems unlikely, but you yeah. Never you know. never know. Guardians um, shouldn't win that, but although it's debatable because if you're talking about purely comic book movie, then I guess I could. There, there's an we, argument that could
4: be made. We had that was
1: the argument I was using. Winter Soldier is a better movie, I think, but I Guardians agree. of the Galaxy is a, probably a better comic book movie, and that's why I voted for Scott Pilgrim over Logan. I think that Logan is a great Scott Pilgrim sure drama, shouldn't be that far, but I think Scott Pilgrim is a really perfect example of a comic book come to life.
2: Except that Ninja Turtles, which it was up against early on, is also a really great example of a comic book come to life. And it came out in nineteen ninety, so really it kind of led the way for all these other style. I don't, I don't remember which
1: I voted for when they were up against each other. You I, voted for
2: Scott Pilgrim. Okay. I remember. S- <laughs> I remember everything. You voted basically the opposite of me in almost every. I thought we agreed what? yesterday. We did agree yesterday, but that's like one of three times. As this it's winding voting. down,
4: yeah, the three of us are agreeing more and more. Today we all voted for Winter Soldier. No, Derek
2: voted for Guardians. I oh, did. Yeah, no, he I voted did. for Guardians. You're dead See, now. I told you. I but remember everything.
1: I, I love Winter Soldier, but Guardians had a lot to do. With nothing really backing it, can we it. just
4: talk about the fact that Logan should not be this far? That I, I feel hmm. like it's inc- it's the freshest in people's minds. So
1: I think that's are-
2: a lot of it. I think that was also the problem with Ninja Turtles. Like Scott Pilgrim right. came out, you know, in the last seven years or something like the that. The
4: oldest movie that made it really far. I mean, The Crow made it to the top. Six, top 8. Which I disagree with too. But... I do too. I think people are looking at that with their nostalgia goth mm-hmm. glasses. Yep. But
2: I also thought the Dark Their, the their dark edgelord night... Hot Topic glasses.
4: Yeah, I thought the Dark, dark Knight, should Knight should have, have lasted longer. Sin City should have gotten a bit yeah. further.
2: I mean, the Dark Knight. I didn't love the Bale Trilogy. Dark Knight was the best of the three and Dark Knight was better than uh, Sin City, in my opinion.
4: Dark Knight wins a lot for me because it made everybody stop and step up their game. We got much better movies after that threshold. Before then, a good comic book movie was not guaranteed.
1: So what, you had like Spider-Man 2 was like 0203? Right. It was 300 before that. And then, and, yeah, so 300, yeah. we did the stylized comic book movie. Yes.
2: Yeah. Early. And I,
1: I, I, I like 300 a lot. Uh, I think though what I like about it is more of the cinematography than anything else. Well, in the that's, movie. yeah, the movie has you no know, substance the, really, yeah, but I think that's my big problem with it. Yeah. It's a, it's the first Blu-ray I ever bought actually.
4: I just feel that everybody is looking at Logan or the majority of our voters when comparing Logan to, um, At least Scott Pilgrim, which was the most recent, it, you know, Scott Pilgrim is a much more faithful adaptation. And Edgar Wright put in way more extensive details that uh, the average moviegoer I don't think picks up on. Whereas Logan, is by far the best of the Logan trilogy, best of the Wolverine trilogy. However, when you have a piece of ice cream and you compare it to a piece of crap like a <laughs> literal piece of poo, then what are like the ice cream looks amazing. It,
1: it's it's so, tough because it's it's hard to judge Logan in a vacuum because it is part of the X-Men franchise at Fox and there's some significant continuity issues in Logan. And
4: there are some huge duds in Just the whole franchise.
1: Well, sure. I mean, between X three and Wolverine Origins, um, and maybe even Apocalypse Uh, (laughs) Apocalypse and Dawn of Future Past or Dawn of Future (laughs) Past
2: Rises. (laughs) Yeah, that. Yes. Well,
4: a lot of people had issues with the Wolverine too. I like the Wolverine. No, a lot of people said that it was a much better movie, including myself. It was a much better movie when compared to Wolverine Origins, but that it still wasn't. As good as it should have been. There was a lot omitted from the Japanese samurai story of Logan that um, would have made the movie better, but they cut it because of whatever. They changed characters um, because of Viper. They actually changed Madam Hydra into this Viper character. So now we cannot. So now MCU can't use Madam Hydra, That's which okay. they want. Except to. they
1: can because she's in Agents of Shield.
4: Yeah, they I've... they have since figured it
1: yeah. out. I only ever saw the director's cut, so I'm not sure what the differences were for the theatrical. I missed it in theaters because I had skipped Origins, and then once... Wolver- the Wolverine had been out for a while. It was understood that like it didn't really matter if you had seen Origins or not. And so yeah. I picked it up, and I really I liked the Wolverine quite a bit. I think maybe some of the CGI in the final battle with Mister Metal wasn't so great. But with uh the Decepticon, you mean? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, no, it was Shredder, right? Shredder, that was... <laughs> yeah, either one, really. I mean, he, yeah, you might as well. To that me, wasn't so great.
4: Logan but... is a damn good Hugh Jackman film. It really shows the. A stretch of his acting ability. Um, same with Patrick Stewart. The two of them together are fantastic in this. And yeah. I, I cannot argue that there's nothing there, but the rest of the movie surrounding it, there's minus Daphne Keene. She was great. Um, the rest of the it movie is kind of a boring road trip with a lot of blood and blood.
2: I, I disagree with you on that, but I mean, I think, I think that you, you I think Scott Pilgrim. Is a if I had to pick between the two, which I maybe I, I don't did. think I voted. You did. You pick
4: Scott Pilgrim. Okay,
2: I would def I had an argument the first with somebody throughout the
4: whole thing that you pick Scott Pilgrim.
2: See, I think Scott. I love Scott Pilgrim, and I, know. I think when you look at Logan and you look at Scott Pilgrim, Scott Pilgrim's style and substance looks just like a comic book movie.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, Hugh Jackman's uh Logan, and you know it's not Hugh Jackman's Logan. You know Logan <laughs> um, is much more like a western, not a comic yeah. book movie. And I granted, agree. Old Man Logan was. I, from what I understand, I haven't read it. More of a Western style uh,
1: story, like yeah. just the, t- the tale. It's definitely less comic booky, yeah, than you know, say like '90s X-Men. But you
4: know? so we are talking about comic book movies, yes. not yes. superhero movies. And Logan was not a superhero movie, but neither is Scott Pilgrim. That's
1: why I think that uh, Captain yeah. America, have I mean, Guardians Dark, I mean, are the Dark Knight isn't a superhero movie either. Yeah, uh,
4: it's more so than nobody Logan. has powers
1: in that movie at all. Okay. Nobody is, is superhuman in the Batman movie, you know? Okay. Well, then
2: Green Arrow isn't a superhero show, and... But my point you know. is, we're
1: talking comic books, right? Is, is my point. So, since we're talking comic There's books... There's a lot of comic books
2: that don't have a superhero.
1: Right. So that's, what, that's what I mean. That's why you have to kind of take that into consideration. So, Logan does get pretty far. Um, I do think it would be interesting if Winter Soldier won the whole thing, only because of this stark contrast between that Captain America and the one that's happening in the comic books right now. Yeah. I
4: agree. <laughs> it would almost be a giant middle finger to Marvel. <laughs> Which
1: so, I'm okay with. Cause... So we'll see. But uh, but yeah, so... Um, Who's Lo- your
4: predictions? If tomorrow's battle is Logan versus Guardians, who would you be voting for? Guardians. Yeah, I think
2: Guardians is a, is more of a comic book movie, and that's it's a tough call, because I really did love Logan, I, but... I uh, think
4: Guardians is a better movie than I Logan. I don't think
2: it's a better movie, but I well, definitely think it's Well, that's what we're a,
4: going on. Um, what's the best comic
3: book movie? Well, but is. I think comic
2: book... But, but I'm focusing more on the comic book rather than the best. I mean, if we're taking right. okay. best comic book movie, then I'm talking about which one reminds me of, like, which one looks like I'm watching a comic book, right? okay. and that's going to be Guardians. Okay. Logan does not look... I mean, maybe the black and white one would feel more like a comic book. I don't know. I mean, I, I could see that would be a big stylistic
1: change. yeah. But... Well, like, you know, another good comparison is if we were talking, like, video game movies, right? Now, let's pretend for a moment that the Resident Evil movies were good. Okay? Just for a moment. Any right? of them. Uh, Scott Pilgrim is still a better video game movie... Because of the way it handles like power ups and graphics and things like that compared to like Resident Evil. Resident Evil, there's no video game aspects to those movies at all.
4: Well, there's very little taken from the video games and put in the movies.
1: Right. Yeah. That's my
4: like they they even ignore most of the characters. It was really wow. just like Except
2: for the one movie, they yeah. have like three of the characters. They brought they're all of a sudden like
1: we're gonna throw all the characters in. But anyway. Um, no, I think I would vote for either movie Guardians or Winter Soldier that are battling each other over Logan. I would vote for Winter Soldier over Logan
2: too. I mean, it's definitely felt like more of a comic. You got guys in their superhero suits and like yeah. fighting bad guys, and you know, and you got the I mean, they're fighting Nazis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that scene was great. They're crashing
1: giant helicarriers. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's very that scene
4: wouldn't have been as good if he hadn't said such a cocky line beforehand. Like, the, does
1: anybody want to
2: get off
4: oh before my
1: God, we start? <laughs> oh,
4: so great! It
2: was, and I really so like the bad. use of like the magnets to hold his arm back, yeah. and that, you know, there was a lot. Really, I, I love the Russo brothers. I think they do great work and that makes me even more excited for Infinity War but yes Winter Soldier Uh, that movie sold me on the Captain America character in the MCU yes I was so. I liked Cap before First Avenger, so I was already in before that movie. I came had out,
4: issues with the CGI and green screen work in there. I didn't think it was good enough, and my and First Avenger. Yeah.
1: That's because and, the MCU wasn't like a big thing then. They didn't like, have the funding I mean, they, that they have now. Disney still had we only have
3: bomb. We
1: only have like 25 minutes left, so we gotta go to the <gasps> main topic, Derek. We gotta go to our main topic.
4: But I have to tell you like 800 more reasons why you're wrong.
1: I do I enjoy. I don't even that. know what we're arguing. Yeah, like what did like, I say? I do enjoy that part of the podcast. <laughs> um, all right, so 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 okay. Actually, so real quick in chat, Doc Rev is saying that we should check out Superheroes Decoded, and it's funny that he mentions that
3: because a worker today,
1: a co-worker told me about it earlier today, and I told Ray about it. So yes, we will be watching that. So thank you, Doc Rev, because that looks awesome. We can
4: talk a little bit about it next week, but of course next week we're doing our Guardians review, so we won't be talking a ton about it.
2: Uh, but anyway, Guardians, I haven't been spoiled on anything. I'm so excited. I haven't had the soundtrack for this. I do 40. hear
1: Star-Lords in it.
2: I heard that, and I've seen the trailers, but like usually, I end up getting the post-credit scene spoiled for me or something. I literally haven't had anything. It's still early; we
1: still have a couple of days, but I'm working really hard to not be spoiled. I haven't looked at the soundtrack. I don't want to know. I haven't either. I I have have three
4: people on my friends list who have seen it early, and all of them just said it's really good. Go out and see it. If there's a David Bowie song in
1: it, I might start crying in the theater. (laughs) So, to any of my friends out there who are on Facebook and have seen it, I do appreciate that all of your posts have been vague. I really do appreciate. That they've been positive, but they've been vague for the record. You also never
4: have to sell me on a Marvel movie, it's like encoded in my blood that I have to go see it no matter how good or bad it's going to be. So,
1: you know, I would be excited about this, but if there was actually a Howard the Duck movie, you'd be excited to go see that. If James Gunn was tracking, I would be stoked.
4: A few directors could get me to go see <laughs> Howard the Duck, but I have been burned before on Howard the Duck. I don't
1: know what you're
2: talking about the movie's brilliant. Uh... Look, I... Only if there's a duck on human sex scene. That's the only reason I'll go. <laughs> or only Marty, time I'll go. With Marty McFly's mom. Yes.
4: I, I like, my favorite Howard the Duck moment happened during Civil War. It was in a one-shot comic book where Civil War was trying oh, the, to, the, to the, grab... The comic addicts. book,
1: not the movie. I'm like, I don't right. remember seeing it.
3: No,
4: they, they, <laughs> it was towards the end. They knew they were wrapping up soon on the comics, so they were trying to grab as much more money out of it as possible. And Howard the Duck is standing in line to register, and um, he's with his human female friend at the time who, he's like the doctor, and he has various female companions throughout his history. And he's complaining about how he shouldn't have to register. And this is totally unfair. And nobody... Uh, or they can't suppress uh, his his freedom of privacy and his friend the entire time is like, nobody's asking you to do this. You came here on your own. Like nobody thinks you you have superpowers.
2: You,
1: you can go home. He's an alien duck. I like the
2: theory that the Howard the duck movie happened in an alternate timeline from back to the future. (laughs) Oh, that's so wonderful. Yeah.
1: I love that. I hadn't heard that. That's great. Yeah, that's like He made his whole day right? a yeah. of it. He got so excited.
2: He loves alternate
1: timelines. Anything with alternate timelines, Derek can well, say that. Now he's
2: going like, like, no kind of to
1: make me buy him a Howard
4: the Duck doll and he has to sit next to the DeLorean. Yes. I do want
1: the pop vital and he can stand on the hood. In that universe, he was Marty. <laughs> oh. And he had sex with his with own his mom. mom. Never mind. He went farther with it than, yeah. than the other mom. <laughs> the other movies, that's true. There's already a
2: precedent for that. Yeah. So. All
1: right, so we are actually here to talk a bit about Planet Comic Con, Kansas City's convention that was this past weekend at Bartle Hall in downtown KC Moe. We were all there. Ray and I were part of the press. Ryan had... His Buster Props booth, which was pretty decked out. Very decked out, yeah. Atlantic
4: uh, Comic Con has officially broken into um, the top 15, I believe, biggest conventions in the country. That's they're, exciting. They're very... I don't think they're on the latter end. I think they're actually like 11 or 12. So they're very close to being in the top 10. And um, it felt like it. It did. Whew. Friday was really dead. I guess because of the weather, uh, nobody really showed up.
1: I will say that Friday was a good day for cosplay, though. There were a lot of cosplayers per person on Friday.
4: Absolutely. Most people brought out, like, their A-game on
1: Friday, I saw. Because I definitely... So I was doing a lot of cosplay photography, and I got better photos on Friday than any other day of the weekend, so...
4: Saturday, though, it was very reminiscent of when I went to C2E2 or even Dragon Con, where it was almost person-to-person, shoulder-to-shoulder, um, it was just nonstop crowds. Saturday was also the day that Ryan and I did our big costumes. We had two other people with us. You know, Hillary and John, of course, from our other connections, such as Game Gamer Heroes, Heroes and Super Sirens. And we were the masters of the universe, all four of us together. And we stood... Well, so,
1: Ryan was Skeletor, yes. and you were Tila.
4: Or She-Ra, depending on who, who you asked. Who you
1: ask. <laughs> Even in my Skeletor outfit, I can still hear that every time. Yeah about, I, yeah, about half the people we passed got it right, and half got it wrong. About
4: so. 75% of my photos have been tagged Evil Lynn and She-Ra. I mean,
1: At least it's, you know, the right universe.
4: A completely wrong show, but, but okay. You know, it's it was funny.
2: She-Ra and the Masters of the Universe, so I mean... You know, it's at least related. Yeah, it's... Yeah. I, I under, if I we're saying understand. Masters of the Universe group, then I guess it's technically yeah. still true. But, yeah. I mean, well, it's not true, but it's...
4: Maybe dangerous. I should just I'm convert sure. my costume to She-Ra <laughs> at this Be point. Be done like, with like,
2: it. Yeah.
1: But yeah so, yeah, so Hillary was Evil-In, and John he was. was He-Man himself. He was. Yep he was shirtless. And tan.
2: <laughs> tan.
4: He, was, he wore so Fish much tan. makeup. Oh my god. I have never seen a man wear so much makeup. He looks like makeup. Rob Lowe, like
2: how I imagine he looks all the time and like his young young makeup. And He uh,
4: almost bordered sure. like Trump orange. <laughs>
2: I, I, mean, I don't think he was that close.
4: No, it, he looks good. Everybody looks really amazing. But when we were in the costumes, we are in it for about two and a half hours and we really just stood still because we could part, move. Yeah.
2: Which is, is partially my fault because my, my costume was pretty extensive in terms of the amount of things I had to wear versus... Uh, a, and your sight a was limited. Your hearing was
4: limited. My sight was limited.
2: My hearing was limited. It was hot in there if you were wearing normal clothes. It yeah. was very hot in there if you were wearing... A muscle suit, a, uh, a zentai suit on top of that, yeah. armor, a very thick cape, a very thick hood, and a mask. Like yeah.
4: Hillary and I were wearing, you know, briefs and um, breastplate armor and, you know, corsets. We, so we had our shoulders, our arms, and our legs completely exposed. Some of our cleavage was exposed. And we were still sweating. So, I can't imagine. I
1: wore a t-shirt and my Overwatch hat.
4: It was nice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I heard from a lot of people that they were very hot even in their yeah. own. It was hot in there because it of the was, amount of people
1: probably. Yeah, it was very warm. Um, I know that at least in the first half of the day, the will call line was just wrapped around the building outside. It was so long that some people just decided to go buy a new ticket because they could just get in yeah. a lot faster. At
4: that 11.30, an hour and a half into the con, there were still four or 5,000 people in line waiting to get their so ticket. What's
1: crazy
2: about that is I think Dacrev and Chad. I had, I had talked with him earlier today, and he said when he came in, which was before we got into our costumes. Yes. Um, well, he came to our table, my table, right around the time um, we had just gotten in our costumes. Uh, but he said that he didn't stop like moving in the line. It yeah, it stopped. And he said he was in an, in to
1: the uh, convention hall in like fifteen or twenty minutes. Well, that's great that they were able to keep it moving like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was, the, the number of people was just massive. I know that pre-sales broke last year, and last year was their largest year, and parking was just nowhere to be found within two or three blocks. You had to go out from that. I was parking about four or five blocks away um, myself, and...
4: Uh, it was pretty impressive because, I mean, I've gone to Comic-Con almost every single year. I think I missed the very first year because I didn't know about it, but, you know, if Up until last year, really, Comic Con has been completely shunned by the rest of the KC community and not by the geek community. We all embrace it as our like safe haven, but you know, there's been very little coverage on it by news. There's been, um, you know, radio advertising was turned down um, for the con. So. And and this year, it's all everybody can talk about. I've seen it covered on multiple news channels. I've seen
2: it. You even got it on the news once.
1: once.
4: I was on the news Friday evening. And they cut
2: out the Buster Props shout out from what I heard.
4: Well, we forgot to even say we were super sirens. Yeah, they didn't even say that. Oh, really? We didn't even prep. I said my cosplay name and she said her real name. So we. It was
1: great. The camera guy is like, and your name? And she goes, Ray. He goes, Ray what? Just Ray. Yeah. I, I, I kind of wanted to be like, like share, but I was off, I was off to the side. <laughs> <Or style. seal. laughs> Kiss from a rose. Uh, but no, I mean, it was everywhere. It was just, it was advertised yeah. everywhere. It was even advertised on the TV screens where I work. Well, as so a, As a social thing at, to go do. At
4: work, I, my boss and I listened to 102.1, the local radio station that does like 90s pop, 80s pop, that kind of stuff. And they were discussing it and had people, like, try and explain what it was about. And I just wanted to call and berate them for making fun of us. So, I mean, it got to the point where were, these old people were like, so what's this Comic-Con about? And I'm like, like I'm going to hit you. If you don't know how
1: to explain a Comic-Con, then you're not even, like, Googling it. Well, I like mean, it's, con, a, it's a like, pretty common term. It,
4: it's a con. It's a convention. Every business, every industry has conventions.
1: I just find it hard to believe that, like, if you Google the word Comic Con, there's not some Wikipedia definition for what a generic one well, is. To be one, fair, I, it, mean, I
2: mean, it's the shorthand for comic book convention, and yeah, I don't absolutely. think Planet has been a comic book convention for at least five years, probably longer than that. It's it yeah. like Dragon Con and San Diego and a lot of the other big cons are now pop culture conventions because yes. that's where for they get media their money from.
4: Media and, conventions, yeah, you could say. Yeah,
2: like, it's you know they they would make a lot less money if it was a show a comic book show because I think 90% right of that. the people that are there are there to see
1: the cosplays or yeah. celebrities. And well, let's, let's talk about that for a minute. I mean, we had, you know, Ron per- Perlman was there, John Berriman, Felicia Day.
4: Ron Perlman is incredibly special because he does maybe one convention a year, maybe two. He's not a big convention guy. He likes doing other things. So
1: well, cause Hellboy is really the only thing he's done that really hits that particular demographic.
4: But Sons of Anarchy does have kind of a cult status at this point. Yeah, it was you know, the very The fans popular. are very dedicated, so I can imagine those people would come out to meet him.
1: Doc Rev thought you and Hillary's costumes were awesome, by the way. Thank you very much, Doc Rev. I um, appreciate it. And then you know, I mean, Kevin Eastman was there, and
4: that's um, incredibly cool. If you don't know who he is, he created Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, so he's responsible for that. Procreated.
1: I, yeah, right. There I were re- other people. in the really wish we could. Other, That's it. Sorry. I really <laughs> wish we could have done it. But Saturday night, they brought Eastman over oh, yeah. to the Alamo and showed the original TMNT movie, and uh, he did live commentary. And apparently, it was wonderful. Due
2: to yeah. some personal issues, I couldn't so, go to that,
1: but I yeah. wanted to go. Us too. So. Yeah so bad that would have been a lot of fun i think and he
2: was actually like he's he's a pretty big name to be there in the comic book world Oh I yeah, think. I mean, but that's why he, he was, was in, also doing a free signature that's why he was in celebrity row Ro- i mean
1: his line was long how many people in celebrity row
2: were doing anything for free
1: yeah, no, I mean you're. He right. was,
2: and that's a pretty huge there thing. I missed that too. There was one in my too, life where but... a celebrity
4: who was charging forty for an autograph uh, gifted me one. He did not do anything for free for most people. He gifted me one, so I haven't been ever lucky enough to have that repeated. Uh, most of the creators, the writers, the artists—if you have them sign stuff—I had Aunt Lucia sign. Uh, one of my bombshell pop vinyls and stuff like that. Like they do that for
2: free. And yeah, yeah. But you, they're also much smaller names yeah. than Kevin Eastman. Yeah, Kevin Eastman's huge. The
4: nice thing to do is to purchase something from absolutely. them and it, like afterwards.
1: But that's why Kevin Eastman was in Celebrity Row because he's yes. not. You know, he's not your a- your average comic book creator. This guy's a little bit bigger of a name yeah. and brings in a pretty big following. His line was very long all weekend. I wouldn't say that it was the longest. Ron Perlman's was, and John Barrowman's were probably the two they longest. They were insane. But, yeah. um, you know, you're probably right. I, I, I kind of forgot His that he was there. No, he was there one day. Yeah, I never even got to see him because... He was
4: there, what, too. Like, He was there Saturday was and Sunday.
1: He wasn't
2: there Sunday, I don't think, because somebody said they were going to go have something signed and that he wasn't there. He must have cut I mean, out really he, early if he, he was there. He could
4: have left early, but he was credited a Saturday and Sunday with no cancellation. The second
2: heroes at Dragon Con Terry Gilliam was doing signings for free. Ooh. Which is a pretty, that's a pretty that's big huge, name. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't charging at all. That's I waited huge. his line and had a uh Money Python, a little stuffed rabbit from Money Python, the Holy Grail signed by him for my dad. So So anyway.
4: Um two other people that just absolutely killed it were our big Cosplay guests this year. Abby Darkstar, her husband Keithson, and then, uh, Jessica Negri. Like, they yeah. were huge crowd pleasers. If you look at their photos on, uh, their own Instagrams, as well as everybody else, you just search <laughs> hashtag Planet Comic Con or hashtag Jessica Negri. Like, they had fun. They brought a huge lively entertainment, especially Negri. Um, yeah,
1: there's a lot of fun impressive. photos. Um, you know, they, they really pushed the cosplay thing this year, bringing in Negri's a big deal. I know they've been trying to do that for a little while. So that was pretty cool. I mean, that was her first time out here, which
4: Negri's a huge name. I'm not going to say who dropped it, but somebody said that her appearance, uh, fee is eight K. Yeah. So, you know, that, that's a huge deal in of itself and not once did she stop performing. She didn't leave the floor ever. She was always on the costume floor or the the con floor, whether she was part of uh, the contest that they had or at her booth taking pictures with everybody for free. She sold her prints, but she did selfies for free, and that was awesome.
1: Oh, that's really cool. Um, she
4: made a lot of people very happy. And Abby Darkstar and Keith's in, go every year to Planet for the last four years and they've created um friendships with a lot of people so they will sit and converse with quite a few people it's it's not a rush them through get your photo and get gone it's like oh I remember you you did this costume and how are you doing you look gorgeous and you know
1: not really for me but okay yeah I'm not, I'm not, I'm not really into cosplayers either there are a very select
2: few that they could bring in that I would be pretty excited about, but they probably won't because they don't have a huge social media following.
3: Fair
2: Um, enough. I will will say Thousand Faces cosplay. I was not really familiar with them, but their Borderlands cosplays were were fantastic. Like,
4: absolutely beautiful. And they
2: stayed in character the whole time from what I understood. They
4: stood all weekend repping for Stephen K. Smith, who recently won an episode of Cosplay Melee on Sci-Fi Channel. And Thousand Faces... Uh, wore his Frazetta costume as well as his borderlands mask and the two of them were just killing it so I really hope that Kansas City brought them some more success and some more
1: recognition one thing I want I want to give a shout out to Alan Hickman the Lego master absolutely. because absolutely aside from his really cool suicide squad I mural I guess it's not like a poster it's made out of Lego you know so I guess it's a mural um, he also did one of Jessica Negri and she loved it and she actually signed it and it was really spot on he did an amazing job he did it was cool. he built it that weekend though he, he saw this where she was going to be on Thursday when he was setting up and he like basically went and just built it uh, and so that way she would he see it he
4: powered through it he sent me a picture of it uh, Thursday evening and it was like partly done I was like holy crap I, oh, see, I, yeah, yeah. I,
1: I didn't get to see, I was like, it was like,
4: I, <laughs> if artists send me stuff that they, you know, can't display yet, I'm not even going to mention it to other people. It's all
1: good. But yeah, it was really cool. That was really neat. Um, I do, one thing that was really funny that happened, so we went to the Felicia Day panel and somebody, uh and I, I missed the name, we'll have to kind of check back our notes, but somebody who was a balloon artist made the two robots. Three. Were there three robots? There
3: were three oh, robots think, on uh, stage.
1: Okay. Well, um, the, the Mystery Science Theater robots. And Crow was like three and a half feet tall. It was. And she was like holding its hand like during the whole, the whole panel and she gave him away to fans. Yeah. Who were asking questions. And that was really pretty cool. Cause I mean, she couldn't take him back on the plane of course. Right. Just to buy a crow a seat. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> so that was really cool. Absolutely. Um, John Berriman's panel had some uh, some intensity to it.
4: Well, mm-hmm. so it's on
1: YouTube. Some, you know some intended, yeah. some not.
4: <laughs> First of all, he comes out as a showman. He's the only celebrity that weekend that Claire Kramer didn't host the panel.
1: Yeah, it was just him. He, he always does that. Yeah. yeah.
4: He hosts his own stuff. He does his own thing. He tells a witty anecdote and then it's on to questions pretty quickly. Uh, but he came out wearing a TARDIS dress
3: and, and leggings. TARDIS
4: leggings, and yeah. he <laughs> was very upset with how hot leggings were, and he had no idea how we women do it most often. <laughs> and I say that it's better than having my uh, cute little chubby legs rub up and down and chafe each other. So leggings work for me.
1: Fair enough. But about a half an hour into the panel, uh, the backdrop started to collapse, um, and he had to jump off the stage, and that was really intense. Uh, but, you know, he was a real professional. He, he checked, made sure everybody was okay. And, at well, first he yelled, I'm bringing down the house. Yes. Literally. Yes. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Um, but then, uh, yeah, he checked, made sure everyone was okay in the case that somebody wasn't. There was one person, uh, made sure that that was taken care of. And then he just went right back into it. And, you know, I appreciated that he finished the panel and he didn't, you know, try and stop it, you know, completely or anything like that. They did, they did have to shut the room down for about an hour. Um, to, uh, to fix that all. Yes. But, uh, you know, it was uh, it was intense to kind of see that live but really impressive that he just kept rolling with it. That was pretty cool.
4: It was sad but uh, John Mer- Barrowman seemed to really love Kansas City fans. He was impressed with a lot of the questions asked and he is a huge um, fan of conventions as a whole so he was participating in yeah. the con not just sitting at his booth uh, signing autographs and he kept saying how much he loved us, but you could tell he wasn't having a good time at the con. So while he loves Kansas City, I don't think he'll be back to planet.
1: I mean we'll see. Things happen. I don't think that either of the of the two things I heard about were really anybody's fault at the convention sometimes you know one thing was a hotel issue which wasn't the cons fault of course
3: and And the the other thing was the backdrop
1: and that's also not the cons fault that's the union contractors from bartle hall yeah um from a legal standpoint the pcc guys aren't even supposed to touch that stuff right um i remember which is why john
4: barryman told so a a cute little volunteer was like 16 to drop it yeah
1: so i you know i really hesitate to put any blame on the convention because the two things i heard about were out of their control
4: absolutely
1: you know you know, stuff happens and it's unfortunate, but hopefully he understands that and is willing to come back if he's invited again. Yeah. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, so what, what else, uh, J- uh Ryan, do you want to talk a bit about the charity stuff that you guys did that was pretty yes. successful? Yeah. Okay. So we did
2: a, um, a charity raffle. I should remember the spiel like pretty, pretty well because we sold over 300, uh, in, Fifty tickets to to it, so, um, but it was to benefit a local charity, a local cancer research charity called Noah's Bandage Project. I talked about it a little bit on my uh, costume couture interview. Yes, check that um, out on our YouTube channel. Yeah, shameless plug <laughs> uh,
4: for all of us. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, so we decided that we wanted to, in order to bring people to our booth, we always do kind of a little gimmick thing to bring people to our booth, and this was obviously a little more serious than just a little gimmick thing, um, but. We were selling tickets. All the proceeds went to Noah's research, uh, Noah's Spanish project research for cancer. And um, we, um, long story short, were able to get a Jay Garrick helmet that we were giving away signed by Teddy Sears, who was at the convention and played Jay Garrick in the TV show. Um, and so that was very cool. And he was extremely nice person which all the CW people that have ever come to Kansas City that I've met have always been very nice. Um, so, and he was no exception. A real, really class act um, with him uh, which after seeing him on Zoom was a little odd but... Um, <laughs> I mean, I guess he's a good actor. He's a good actor. <laughs> well, you know,
4: he played a great Jay Garrick. It was just the Hunter Zolomon He thing.
2: actually was really good. Yeah, he was really good as Jay Garrick. I he even was. liked his costume as Jay Garrick. Like, yeah. I liked yeah. a lot about that but yeah. um I, I like John Wesley Shipp too, don't get me wrong but I think that They were two
4: completely different two
2: But yeah, he signed that, and so we auctioned them off. Auctioned them off. Raffled them off. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) we could have... That might be an idea for the next one, doing a silent auction or something. Or maybe not a silent, maybe just an outright auction. I don't know. We'll figure that out. But um, yeah, so that was very cool. We raised over $750 for um, that charity. Um, So... Yeah, it was, it was good, good, successful weekend and uh, I feel good about what we did. We had a lot of very generous people. Yeah, that's awesome. People, a lot of people gave money. Well, we had at least one person give money after the raffle was already over. We didn't do that.
4: No, we did not. We
1: didn't have a lot of people do that. We had one
2: like 10 year old girl that decided to do spend the last of her con money on that.
1: So I I think that that's really awesome. Um, It was, it was a really great idea and I think that the fact that it was so supported shows that that's something worth doing in the future because mm-hmm. people really, they were very receptive to it. I so. will say
2: from my perspective, like I know that we were doing something good. It was a lot of work to deal with. Yeah. Um, so I can't guarantee we're going to do something like that at every convention as much as I'd love to. Um, it took one person pretty much full time uh, that could have been helping to sell our other stuff. Um, yeah. and not that we needed it all the time, but. But that person was running it almost full time. Yeah. So, you know, it was a lot of work, so I can't guarantee we're going to be doing something like that. If we do, we may find a way to streamline the process a little bit more, but, um, I definitely want to continue doing something similar to that in the future. Uh, so yeah,
1: it's a tough balance. You know, you gotta try, you're trying to do the best of both worlds and, yeah. uh, you know, you and we something. had a very large table, so it was uh, a lot of space to cover. Yeah. You had people looking at one
2: end and we had product right around like normal product. We were selling right around where the, that stuff was right. so. A lot of times, customers, potential customers, couldn't even get into that. So you know, there are things that I have to weigh as a uh, owner of the business. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, but, but I did. I obviously am very happy with the outcome and wouldn't yeah. change it at all. So.
1: That's fantastic. We
2: had a good con. There were a lot of a few negatives to the con, none of which were probably the fault of the convention. Like I feel like personally I know we're getting to the end here, but uh, the con has gotten a little big. Like it's, it yeah. it really felt it didn't feel like Planet Comic Con to me. It felt like I went to a smaller version of Dragon Con. Hmm. Um, yeah. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I actually probably felt more at home at Dragon Con than I did uh at any point really during this weekend. It, which is a really weird feel a thing to say. Yeah, because I drove home every night where you can't really do that at Dragon Con. <laughs> and I didn't see my friends at Dragon Con because I didn't have friends down there, but I saw a lot of my friends here. But um yeah, I mean it's, it, it was so spread out. I don't think that they used their space efficiently. Um
4: I uh my only like big negative and it was directly for the con was that the at least the cosplay area itself, the interactive, the Pez area, it was a mess. Just looking, I thought the whole
2: it, cosplay area was a mess. It, just, yeah, like just completely. looking
4: at it from afar, it looked like a dirty playground, which annoyed me. I, I thought it was disrespectful to put the cosplayers who are making money. Right next to the kids area where obviously no money is being spent. People are volunteering their time to babysit and like have people like have little kids color and stuff like that. Whereas you have Jennifer Van Damsel, who's an absolute class act, but in a full virgin killer sweater, just right out there. You know, she is trying to make money. She pays her mortgage with her cosplay prints. So you know, why would you put her right next to a kids area? Why would you put um, somebody trying to do demonstrations next to the food trucks where the that's lines That's what I was
2: going to bring obstructs- up. We're friends with a lot of the people that are doing demonstrations there and and we're not talking about like people talking about how to build foam pedicure. We're talking about people that are like they very in heavy high calorie. Very high caliber yeah. builders, people that have taken professional sculpting classes, have created very, very large monster
1: costumes multiple times. Some um, stuff was, you know, more or less licensed by. Yeah, you know, I mean, they had they were situation. sponsored
2: by Smooth, like they had Smooth On yeah. stuff, which is a pretty big deal. Um, and yeah, they were right next to the food trucks, so right around lunchtime and like in the evening for dinner or whatever, those food truck lines would basically. Uh, block out that entire Pez area. And then and not that, only that, it was hangry people that wanted to yeah. eat and were angry that they had to wait in this half hour line. So they were touching and, and fondling all those things I that
4: were not supposed why to be touched. The food trucks couldn't have been on the blocked off street in between the two Bartle buildings. I, I'm I will
1: give my two cents on that. Okay. So Bartle and I um, I didn't sign any contracts, so I don't know the specifics, but Bartle historically has not allowed food trucks on the roads surrounding Bartle during events, which is why downtown Kansas city is not particularly known for food trucks. Now there are some around and there's a couple of streets that are farther East that are known to have food trucks during the week for lunch. Uh, But when there's an event in town, you will not see food trucks around the streets surrounding Bartle hall. Now, you contrast that with, um, for example, anything at the Anaheim Convention Center, and there are lots of food trucks, and yes. like there's tons of them, every kind of food you. I and mean, really, want. Bartle is behind uh, the times by not yes. allowing it. So the mean, fact that there's food trucks allowed in Bartlehole, Bartle is itself a step in the right direction. That that's even being allowed yes. is a nice thing.
2: I think the problem but, is not with the food trucks. The problem is with the convention because, absolutely. like, I, we've when we talked with Kirk. Um, We talked about how supportive they are of the cosplay community, and we all really appreciate that because we've all cosplayed. Derek doesn't necessarily cosplay as much um, you know, cause he's doing press stuff. Yeah, I cosplay uh, like an hour all weekend. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, we've all done cosplay for varying amounts of time. And, uh, you know, now the amount of support, I say support. It's the amount of space basically that they're giving in cosplay. I think is way too much. I agree. I think they need to cut that back. And if they're going to have that many food trucks in there, they need to have a space for food trucks and eating all in one spot. Yeah. Not have the tables down at one end mm-hmm. and the other end and, and, and yeah. just a few tables down by the food trucks. They have all I mean, the tables and stuff together, and move the cosplay area and shrink the it down. area
4: that had the root beer. Could have also had the other four, other three food trucks, yeah. and it would have been fine. Uh, but
2: then no. those food truck lines would have fl- filtered into the celebrity lines, and they're not going to let that ever happen. They, they did They'd rather than squash, squash the cosplayers, than and that's exactly why that happened well, the way it did. I
4: really it, liked this year the setup for the panels. This year, they ended up using the downstairs for the panels, and it looked a lot better. In my opinion, than the ones previously, so why can't they do what Dragon Con does and have things on different levels? Separate that out. Have things go into some of the bigger halls a bit. Have the uh, use those giant panel rooms where, you know, only the celebrity panels were filled to the brim. Nothing else. Honestly,
2: they could have fit all the creators in one of those rooms. Absolutely. And now I don't know if that would be a net benefit or a net loss to me, but I know that where I was at. There were people that couldn't said they couldn't find you. Now I don't know how hard they were looking, but it was a very spread out con. And like yeah. to find a particular booth if you didn't have a map in front of you was going to be very challenging. It was
1: Yeah, I mean there were definitely a couple of times where we were looking for somebody specific, not not you, but somebody else and lost track of where they were. Um, I think that this was the first year ever that Planet was on two levels. Yes. Right. That's was, never yeah. actually happened before. I think Kirk mentioned that, and when he was on. that in itself is a big deal. So I think that they are moving in the right direction. I think part of the problem is the same reason why like Kansas City is not going to get a Super Bowl. We're not really built well for large we'll scale events change, like this but it, is, it is but
2: yeah it won't be for another you know eight years or something however it takes it's time take and if that.
1: if Bartle Hall is not large enough your only other option is the Sprint Center and if I don't even know stay
4: downtown they could access the Overland Park Convention Center and use the surrounding hotels for various things like DragonCon, DragonCon is There's now five
1: hotels right yeah now but those, those so, hotels are so close together that several of them are actually connected, connected by skywalks so. yeah we don't have that in the suburbs the
4: overland park convention center is next to uh three other hotels that they can use that have spaces for weddings for but bang-wise. the problem with that
2: is like look at this weekend it was raining all weekend. God Do you think people so are gonna, much. are gonna walk between those, uh, hotels? Yeah, that's, no. that's a as big much. problem. No, So not that much would screw weather. the people, like if they separate creators from like the regular vendors, right. everybody's gonna be going to the regular vendors, creators are gonna get very few. Well, I think no matter what, through.
4: they should keep the, uh, the crafters and the artists together. I think that really helps, but, they could have put the celebrities in a different room and people still would have gone to oh, yeah. them.
1: Yeah. I just, I think that the, the big issue is that the suburbs are not going to bring the type of draw that a major city brings. Number one, like now that Kansas City has the streetcar and that uh, there's the new hotels and stuff like that, like people have a reason to stay downtown. Yeah. Bringing them out to Overland Park is going to be difficult because everybody has to rent a car because there's no other way to get to the suburbs in Kansas City. There's no L or red line or, you know, uh, whatever You're the one's totally called right. in Atlanta uh, the Marta, you yeah. know? Um, and so I think that, you know, you could do something at the sprint center cause it's right by KC live. Is it bigger than Bartle? It is, It is. but here's the, if here's you the catch.
3: access
4: the outside rims.
1: Hmm. But I don't know about panel rooms. Yeah. I don't think they're really set up for that. So then the question is, where are your panels? Right. And so things start to get really complicated, which is why PCC and other large events stick to Bartle. Cause that's what Bartle was built for. It was not necessarily built for 80, 90,000 people, but it was built for. Where were they planning on
2: doing that like costuming area across the street somewhere?
1: Yeah. I forget what building that was supposed to be in. I feel like it was supposed to be where the other panels were. I think is what they meant, but I never saw those final plans, so I okay. can't say for sure. And they
4: scrapped it pretty soon after they realized that nobody would go over there, so
1: I mean, it's it's a little confusing cuz, you know, like we know Kansas City pretty well. We grew up here, um, but, you know, Bartle crosses a couple streets, there's different escalators, there's different places where those rooms are, and I can understand that if you're totally unfamiliar, if it was your first plan at Comic-Con, I could understand being fairly overwhelmed about where you're supposed to go.
3: Was, yeah.
1: On the flip side, I do think that they are trying really hard to get better at that. There were giant um, map signs at the top of the escalators with that entire nice. directories. Um, I felt that the overall organization was pretty straightforward. I thought that you know, the rows were, were nice and wide.
2: They did make them wider this year, which I liked, but it also made it feel like for example, on Friday, yeah, that that there was a lot of wasted space, and in that cosplay area, I walked around there a few times. I missed stuff because that lot because it was so spread out unnecessarily. I feel like, and I realize cosplayers usually take up a lot of room, but I, I mean, I
3: don't. And I
2: thought it was too much.
3: Saturday was, so was much very congested. Interactive
4: so it's... photo ops places. They had two different mermaids. They had a G.I. Joe lookout tower.
1: Trash compactor. Uh, yeah. It, uh, from Star Wars. Yeah. And they had some other Star there Wars. Were, there were a couple of Star Wars things. There was the Lord of the Rings group had an Ent... Uh, there was the tooth, the, was toothless there, the toothless dragon,
3: there.
1: uh, there was, I believe a halo setup that had some stuff. I think that's a little much. Uh, I think honestly they're just
2: going too far with I mean, it.
1: I didn't even realize until I was looking at photos that there was the, the, the retro video games in the back. I saw those know. because uh, I was walking by the Pez area and saw it like way over there. But, but I think the problem is that you have to plan for the most congested it's going to be. And on Saturday...
0: You needed
1: the rows to be that wide, but yeah, you're right. On Friday, you didn't, and so it's difficult to kind of plan for both.
2: But I feel like I feel like the rows overall were okay. I feel like my problem was how spread out and and like full of just wasted space the cosplay area was, and maybe it was really busy up there on Saturday, and that's I'm sure that's true. But I think it still would have been busy up there if they had just cut uh, and made it more concise the cosplay area and spread the food truck. Yeah. and like eating area out and moved stuff south a little well, bit. This,
1: this was the first time that they used every hall. They've never used all the halls before for the convention floor. Last year they used the last <laughs> hall, oops, excuse me. They used the last hall as the staging area for people to line up essentially. Um, and they had like what, two food trucks out there too and they were using it as a staging area? They yeah. did, yeah. yeah. Uh, Which so, isn't a horrible idea. No, and I think that this is being their first year where they had to use two different floors where they still wanted the food trucks where they were using all the halls i think that it was a really good attempt at all of those things and i think it'll only get better once they look back and they see exactly what we saw and determine what they can do to but will they see that that's the trick I don't they know. also
2: they also lost one of their big Cosplay planners, like the people, the person that like, kind of planned the cosplay
1: area and contacted people, from what I understand this year, and that seemed to seem to affect it. I, I mean, it very well may have. There's always going to be growing pains, right? As the con gets bigger, those people are going to get hit up by other big conventions because yeah. they're successful. And as a convention continues to grow at the rate that Planet has been growing, it is hard to keep up with that. You know, it's it's that kind of age old saying of yeah, we're prepared this year for last year, you yeah. know, kind
3: of thing. They. <laughs>
4: Outgrow faster than what they should. I mean, they since it's moved to Bartle, it grows about ten 000 to twenty thousand people every year. So that's that's a lot to. Yeah, pick. I mean,
2: if they grew twenty thousand people this year, that's going to put them close to a hundred thousand. Yeah. I think it was a little over seventy thousand they had last year. From what, well, that's not the official number. That's like I
4: thought it was seventy two. So... I thought, I thought their thought was, official
1: number was like in the 60s, but, yeah. then, oh, but they yeah, said it was probably sense. a little over 70 overall. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it broke 80. I think that that's very reasonable. I'd be a little surprised if it broke 90, but you know, it's hard to judge that kind of thing just by being on the con floor. Saturday Wednesday, sure yeah. seemed like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and even Sunday, like at points, it died right. down a lot earlier than Saturday did.
4: And it kicked off a little late.
1: Yeah, it did. I mean, so, Sundays are tough, uh, especially with the weather being the way it was. I know several people who had intended to go that decided not to because of the weather yes. um, I just hope they don't go to a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday like uh, Dragon Con that, that would, would be, be too tough. much I feel like don't yeah. do Monday I mean you know, the truth is there there was other stuff going on that weekend too there, uh, there was a the local warrior dash was going on for example and I had a few friends who were supposed to do that and then that got rained out actually and so you know it's yeah. There's always something going on, and so if they find a free weekend next year that doesn't have anything else, that could boost the crowd even more. And the, well, the I know I, nice. I saw a couple
2: posts on Facebook you know.
1: that said that people needed one more day at the convention, and honestly –
2: not from, like, a business perspective, but from a personal perspective, I would have enjoyed that because I got about an hour to go walk around. I didn't even get to look at the artist stuff at all, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was I was pretty burned out by the end of the con, personally. I would have liked to have But had... you were walking
2: around the whole I time. I was. So it wasn't yeah. like... Last year, the superstars had a booth, so you at least had a home base, which really helps a lot. And I know you kind of used Buster Props as your home I, base, but...
1: More as the weekend got on, I got more and more tired. Yeah.
2: Which I'm fine with that, but I mean, I, I'm saying you had, like, an official home yeah. base last year, so that probably helped you with the burnout because you could go sit and just like talk to people last year
1: i was also on pretty intense painkillers so um i you know whatever but no i mean another extra day maybe means that uh i get to see more panels because the truth was i only got to see two felicia day and john Berriman, and i um and i wanted to see more um i guess before before we end i probably should talk a little bit about the opening ceremonies ...that they had, uh, which were kind of fun. So they actually uh, had a skit done with the NWL, which is the National Wrestling League, uh, which has been promoting themselves very big in town recently. There's a giant billboard on I-35 and, and things like that. And uh, I, that's not my thing, personally. I'm not really into wrestling. But I really enjoyed the skit. Those guys were really funny, and I really enjoyed what they were trying to do. Um, so I thought that that was really a lot of fun. It was a unique way to kick off the convention... Uh, I will say that they probably need to advertise that a little better because the room was pretty empty and there were a bunch of people I know that were waiting for the convention to open at noon and didn't know that there was an 11 o'clock event that they could have gone to. Yeah.
3: Um,
1: and then they brought out, uh, they did, um, Oh, I'm drawing a blank on the, the, the charity group that creates the cosplays out of wheelchairs and rolling. Thank you. Uh, Walking and rolling. They did a really cool one with Olathe Northwest local high school where they made a, uh, an, like an advanced Tie Fighter, I forget the actual model of the Tie Fighter, but they made a Tie Fighter for this kid who really loves Star Wars, and they brought on, uh, you know, all the all the Five O First guys and stuff, and that was really cool. Um, the guy who plays Darth Vader um, was up there too. And that so that's was, wild. That's it. Thank yeah. you. And uh, that was really great. And then they brought on a bunch of more cosplayers, including Rey. You were up on stage there. Was well, my
2: buddy Paco who Paco the was Gotham there. Night, he, yeah. He was a big
4: Paco of props, and I uh, stuck to supporter. each other like glue. Well, all your
1: costumes, cool. which I'm very ladies. glad about. It, it
4: wasn't just because of that; it was because we like each other. We like. I was happy to because
1: I had both of their phones, so if they had split up, it was going <laughs> to be very difficult. <laughs> I like Paco a lot too, so I hung on to him pretty
2: close the whole convention. Yeah, too. but you like, but him he sexually. was kind of su- <laughs> that's true, and he was really sweaty, so I just I was like like hover handing. When I, when I was He was very her, so. sweaty.
4: I had to lift and adjust his cape at one point and my hand was just covered in it's cow disgusting. sweat.
2: Yeah, Cal sweat is the worst sweat.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But he's a trooper. He is a trooper. He's beast mode. Um, and let's see. We did, uh, Costume Couture did a bunch of cosplay interviews.
2: On
4: Sunday, we got to talk so... to Jennifer Van Damsel. We talked to Doodle Sport Cosplay. Mostly local people, but, uh, definitely some, uh, out of towners too. Yeah, that was
1: nice. So those will be coming out on Monday, um, for that for next week's costume couture.
4: Okay. So. Cool. Good to know. I didn't know what when it would be out. Yeah.
1: Funny, I thought Rachel had more control over that than she does. I don't. She's the host, her and Ian are the hosts, I'm the producer, so you know. Okay.
4: I like to tell him he's the best of boy, but he disagrees.
1: Producer. Best grip, director I think he is. Camera guy, editor, he's grips grip. something
2: I know, trust me. Fascinating. Um, <laughs> all,
1: all right, right guys. Ty, oh, I'm sorry. Jordan's saying it was a TIE bomber. Which is was, funny because Jordan, was, thank you, Jordan is not a fan of Star yeah. Wars. So thank I don't you, know Jordan. how he knows that, but... I Maybe he paid better attention than I Maybe did. Maybe he Googled
3: care. it. He probably did.
1: I was so focused on trying to get some photos and stuff that I wasn't like actively listening to, to everything that was going on. So... Um, but, uh, but yeah, so check it out. We've got our cosplay galleries up on Facebook. Friday and Saturday uh, cosplay photos are up. Sunday is not yet. You can I'm see still those pictures
2: of the Skeletor processing. and the uh, yeah. Masters of the Universe group. I, I call it the Skeletor of the Masters of the Universe group. Really, it's probably the Heat man on the Masters of the Universe group. But, uh, you
1: know, I like to make it all about myself. <laughs> I think so. it's Derek in the Masters of the Universe. Well, I there was one of you guys. So, there was one of those, yeah. Uh, I have the power.
4: If you have pictures of me, do not tag me. <laughs> I do not want to see them. <laughs> um, I don't. <laughs>
1: But, uh, but yeah, uh, so check us out at Heroes Podcast on Facebook and Twitter and the Instagrams. I'm posting some photos on there, kind of one at a time.
4: Join us next Tuesday at yes. 8pm. We're talking Guardians. Our friend Robert McCullough is back for that
2: one. Will Guardians. I love it? Will I hate it? Who knows? He'll love it because Kurt Russell's that's, it. Yes, that, that <laughs> that's why I'll, I'll love Kurt Russell for sure. Yeah.
1: But yeah, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, twitch.tv slash heroes podcast. I want you guys to join us. Tell us what you thought of the movie too, so we can have a nice fun conversation about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two.
4: And of course, join us for uh Gamer Heroes later on this week.
1: Yeah, we'll be uh, John and I will be streaming some games uh tomorrow night. Wednesday. Tonight, if you're listening to this for the day it airs, Wednesday is when we stream stuff. I don't know what we're gonna stream yet, but we'll see. It'll be fun. Bye guys. Alright, bye everybody.